adventurers, this is MuseCast 14, your podcast for everything roleplay in the world of Eorzea. I'm your host, Demi. And I'm your host, Remix Sakura. And with us today, we have a very, very special guest. Here sitting with us, we have Luna Vox, who is all the way over from the Hyperion server. She is the leader of the Role FC on that server, as well as the Roleplay Link Shell, Luna's Lounge. And you might have heard her on Phoenix Down Radio. So Luna, welcome to MuseCast, and we're really glad to have you here. Thank you. I'm very happy to be here with you guys. Yes, this is actually our first interview, our first time interviewing someone. Ooh, I feel so honored. (laughs) It's really exciting. Yeah, you get an award. You are the first. Yay, Gold Star. Yeah. (laughs) We were just happy to find a kindred spirit, our peer, in the big bad podcast world. I know there's... Not many of us out here, and if they are, they're hiding, which, no, don't do that. We're going to make them come out of their shells. (laughs) We hope. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so let's start off with having you, Luna, tell us a little about yourself, your different activities in FF14, and what you're all about. All right. Well, as these guys are saying, I am Luna Vox. I'm a fellow podcaster from the Phoenix Down Radio podcast which is uh just basically a general final fantasy 14 podcast we're trying to branch out to other final fantasy genres but we're working our way there it's a little slow um also i am the fc leader for roll hyperion and uh the ls the link shell leader for luna's lounge and they're both rp based which is pretty cool that is pretty Uh, neat (laughs) yeah especially on a not very widely huge rp server unlike baomung or yeah it's not baomung it's so far from baomung yeah uh but other than that i also what do i do what what is life (laughs) (laughs) uh i'm also a twitch streamer a youtube content creator and overall, just a, just a content creator for the Final Fantasy community. Very cool. Yeah, so all sorts of different avenues there. Yeah, I definitely dip my toes into a little bit of everything. That's neat. Now, do you do like roleplay events on Twitch or something like that? or? Um, I do use my Twitch for the roleplaying events. This last one that we just did, we had a prom night, and I actually used my Twitch stream to stream live music and kind of do like a DJ host thing over it which worked really well especially for those who were actually listening and we did contests exclusively for the people listening on over twitch and it works really well that's really cool Mm -hmm. i don't think i've ever heard of like contests being done over twitch yep like it it was just really interesting i'd scroll through who was in there and then i'd be like such and such names if you're in game send me a tell and you you want a minion and a lot of people seem to like that so definitely going to be exploring that avenue some more that's a really good idea mm-hmm. man i should consider that so you do <laughs> you do rp on hyperion at any rate right yep. can you tell us a little bit about like your main character just like some you know basic character info maybe some random facts things you might find interesting um my main character is luna Luna is, well, 
Of course, we got to give her. We have to have a little bit of drama because what fun is role playing without that little <laughs> tiny <super laughs> of drama? Just a tad. Just a tad. Uh, she used to be a guard for the salt, the Sultan Sworn, back in uh, before the calamity even, and it went on and on. Stuff happened. I'm not. I'm not gonna give too much away because. <laughs> I have to have some secrets for her, mm-hmm. and I, I know my, I know my role players will be listening to this eventually. So, have to have some mystery. But she then eventually switched over to become a scholar, and yeah, just basically she traveled lands. Uh, oh man, I'm trying not to give a lot away for her, and it's hard not to. Why not? Hmm. <laughs> oh. That mystery. We gotta have that little mystery in there with her, too, along with the drama. And, like, I imagine that certain characters probably don't know a whole lot about her, so, like, why spoil that? Yeah, exactly. Come roleplay with me. Find out for yourself why Luna is, uh, the way she is. Um, other than that, Luna is just happy-go-lucky, very laid-back. Much like myself, I kinda interpret myself, my personality kind of into her but she she and i do do have our differences she's just much more of a leader type than me i mean i just kind of do what i do and luna's kind of like oh let's charge in which is weird for me go on uh, uh other than that she seemed to have met this really weird old man one day who was like hey I've done my share in the world. I'm going someplace else. Want to get this weird house that I gave or did stuff with? And she took it and she built it up. And thus far, Royal Hyperion was born. You got a free house? Uh, n- Not free. But, <laughs> but it we do tie it into the role play a little bit that some weird old man left this house with 30 Riviera partitions in the <laughs> FC chest and a full thing of uh, like a fully forced FC made house where he was the only one there so it's a little why was it, why was it like that it is a mystery but maybe we'll never know it is a mystery and Maybe the old man one day will make an appearance, but Hmm. until then, hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, now that I think about it, your FC chest sounds a whole lot like mine, where one of my friends joined our FC and then proceeded to fill it with, like, pineapple ponds cake and cream cheese. (laughs) Yummy. Just stacks and stacks. Yummy. So if ever you need any of those and you happen to be on Gilgamesh, come on by. (laughs) (laughs) But still, like, 30 partitions? Yeah, he, he, the guy that I did actually buy it from, he was a big crafter. He got his airships all up to max level and everything on his own. And he, what did he do? He left like 30 partitions in there. Uh, like 15 of the Riviera doors. There was a Levin orb in there. Allegan rugs. I don't remember the name of them off the top of my head. And then a bunch of other stuff, and it's just like, okay, what do I do with this now? So I just basically told anyone on the FC, I'm like, please take it. Please. Please take this chunk. It was like an estate sale. 
pretty much, yeah. I I got the whole the whole package. Oh boy. Oh yeah, it it was really interesting. So I'm curious as to why you chose to make Hyperion your home. Oh my goodness, this was probably how long have I been playing 14 for? Going on two years now, probably. I think year and a half at least. But uh, I originally started off on Cactar, and I was playing with a friend over there, and he quit playing, and I I didn't want to play alone, so the game got kind of boring for me, until my in real life friend Klaus, who's a co-host on Phoenix Down Radio with us, he told me, "Hey, I play on Hyperion. Why don't you come over? We have a." full fc that you can come join and we'd be more than willing to help you with so i'm like my characters my character on cactar is only like level 10 i think i got her too and so i re-rolled on monk from arcanist back on to hyperion and i've been there ever since is there an in-character reason why you switched over to monk not really i i mean when i first joined Final Fantasy, I, I never intended to use it as a role-playing avenue, but after seeing so many different things, I, I mean, browsing Tumblr and everything, I'm like, whoa, that stuff's really cool. I want to do that stuff. It is but really cool. Mug. I it, agree. It, it is, <laughs> it's so awesome what they're doing in their community and building up the community around the in-community events and... No one did that on Hyperion, and I didn't want to leave to join Balmung mm-hmm. just so I could have that. So I'm like, I can do that. <laughs> so it started out kind of empty, I guess, and then yeah, it, it was very has it changed empty. over time, I guess. That- um, well, Hyperion is one of the original legacy servers, so it's never been empty as far as people wise goes. But the RP scene was non-existent. Did you change mm-hmm. that? I, I apparently did, according <laughs> to the people that I talked to, which is insane. I mean, I just wanted to role play, and here I have a hundred plus people now in my LS, and wow, all very dedicated, very into it role players, and it, it's nuts how much it's grown over the past month. Wow! So mm-hmm. you unintentionally had this huge impact on the server. I apparently did, and it's. I I still can't believe it. Wow. Well, both Mm -hmm. of us are really big advocates of getting into an RP scene or helping an RP scene thrive on any different server. I don't think that anyone should ever believe that they can't RP unless they can switch to Balmung because we know that there are advantages and disadvantages to being in that Mm -hmm. big hub. Yeah, I've, I've always wanted to create an alt just to go to Balmung and be like, well, this is this is Belmung. <laughs> I, I haven't gotten over there yet. Yeah, just kind of see what it's like. Well, similar to Gilgamesh, it's all about creating a character at three or four in the morning. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> or you can take the easy route and pay for a server transfer. Yeah. I don't know. When was the last time that Balmung opened up? I thought that was like a month or two ago. I think I've seen. Wow. Yeah, because when when I went to Balmung, it you pretty much had to transfer over in like into that server from somewhere mm-hmm. else. I transferred from another server as well. Yeah, it's it's a unique server in itself. 
I will have to try to get in there one day. One day I will. Yep, you can come play with our alts. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> but in the meantime, though, you sort of, I guess, amassed this group of people within the Link Shell and within the FC who are all interested in role-playing in some respect. Mm-hmm. Which, in my opinion, that's commendable. I'm kind of working on the same thing in Lich, but getting together a hundred people plus is pretty crazy. How did you end up finding them? My goodness. One day I, I just, I'm like, I'm going to start, I'm going to start doing this. And luckily <laughs> having that background in podcasting actually kind of helped a lot. So people knew my name. I, I got recognized for saying, hey, you're that girl from Phoenix Down Radio or whatnot. And so I'm like, okay, let, let's work with this. Let's just start saying I'm I'm creating a link shell for role playing. Anyone who wants to come with, just let me know. So I threw up party finders. I announced it over Tumblr, over Twitter, over Facebook groups. And it's it's the Facebook groups that really kind of motivated me to get it going because I I said, Hey, I'm I'm making a link shell dedicated role playing. Anyone who wants to join please do. And I got several, a good handful of people saying, uh, get off Hyperion, go to Balmung, lol. And then I got the obvious jokes like, oh, ERP? Yeah, I got those people. Oh my god, haters. But yeah, that was, that was basically how I got it. I just, I'd go around cities and going in shout chat saying, hey, new RP group, come join. And I, I amassed a bunch of people that way, getting people out of their shells saying, I, I'm interested in RP. I've never done it. I'm like, I, I'm welcoming newcomers. Please come on. Let's let's learn together. And it was just basically like that. Just being <laughs> very, very I, not pushy, but very, very out there saying, come and get it. I have it. Yeah. Kind of persistent, I guess. Is. Mm-hmm. Very, very persistent. <laughs> I can really relate to those experiences, both of them, both having to deal with dumb stereotypes of, you know, it's all ERP mm-hmm. or you don't belong here, go to Balmung. It's like, guess what, guys? RP is happening on every server and you can't stop us. But also of meeting people that are really interested in getting started, but maybe those stereotypes or even a little bit of shame actually prevents them from getting started or they don't know how to get started and that's one of the things that i hope that we accomplish at musecast is to find those people and get them out of their shells and get them started and let them know that they're one of the cool kids too yeah which is very cool i was like literally the day that i found out that you guys were doing a final fantasy 14 podcast dedicated to role playing i i I literally went (laughs) i'm like friends and this friend and i literally found you guys no joke a week after starting this so it just kind of seemed to line up to where i started the community and then bam you guys came along it was was nuts it was like i'm doing something right it's a sign (laughs) it's a sign (laughs) wow that means you've done a lot in a really short time yeah because we're only on episode six. Yeah, it, it, it's been about a month now since I created the FC. So. Wow. Less than actually. A hundred people in a month? Yeah. 
Wow. Well, they they're they're out there. <laughs> we are we are shocked here. Yeah. So Emmy and I are the co-leaders not only of this podcast but of a small RPFC on Lich. We are called the Sultan Sworn, and we are not only an RPFC, but all of our members, except for our one Warrior of Light, are recreations of in-game NPCs. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah, and we're actually about to host our first event later this week. Ooh, really? Do tell. Emmy? Okay, <laughs> it is a murder mystery night. You guys are doing that? Yeah, we are. People. Yeah, it's over on Legend. Like everybody's welcome to come. I mean, by the time that this episode ends up coming out, it'll be past that. But since we're since we're currently recording it right before it started, we may as well let you know. So you're just welcome to make a character on Lich. Just start them out in Limsa because the FC house is in Limsa. But you can end up winning like all sorts of different prizes and solve the mystery of who killed Nashu. Ooh. Is our oh. Yeah, so it it hopefully is going to be a way to get people to come out of the woodworks if they're a bit nervous. Anybody's welcome, whether or not they're new, um, if they're experienced. We really don't care. Just have people have fun, get role playing, and maybe they can take that to wherever their home servers are, or they can stay over <laughs> lunch. That's really really cool, and I'm mad respect, mad respect Aww. for doing that. And Just I will definitely try to be there. Oh, awesome. Yay. All right. So as an RPFC leader, even though you're really new to it, what are some of the unique quirks and challenges that you would have never expected? Just trying to get people to all get along and to have a fluid, as fluid as possible, role play coming from different people and it takes a lot of planning in the backdrop. <laughs> I mean, that's one thing that I've not heard many people talk about, but the planning back behind a role play and trying to make it so one person isn't hugely overpowering the next, which is, hmm. that has been one of the challenges that we've been going through. Other than that, it's just trying to get people all in the same universe storyline that we can role play together instead of having one click over here or one click over there just trying to combine everyone into one big happy story hmm can you tell us about any specific examples um yeah uh there's this while reaching out to other role players i actually did find that there were very small free companies of role players on hyperion and reaching out to them saying, hey, this is what I'm doing. I'm making this big, huge hub of role players on Hyperion. Please come be a part of it. And hearing their story, their background story, and working with their uh, FC leader to try to get it to work with our story was really, really challenging because, oh my goodness, what'd she say her story? Ever, It's like every one of their members has their own uniquely weird superpower hmm like i can't remember the prime examples but i i think one person was like hugely charismatic or something like that it was just very normalish but very 
super power-ish powers and trying to find some place in our storyline to match their storyline where they can cross and intermingle was very challenging. So sort of finding a even a starter thread where people introduce each other can be tough? Yeah, <laughs> pretty much uh, just finding that common ground and figuring out what we both want out of our role plays and seeing if we can try to make them coincide. Other than that, basically just normal FC. Um, basically just trying to get everyone to be a, <laughs> be friends. Just get along or have agree that you have creative differences and trying to get everyone to move forward instead of disputing over petty drama or something like that. Is it like in character drama or out of character drama? Um well in character drama, some out of character drama just not the fun kind of drama. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kind of things to match. And I think there are sometimes, at least from, you know, role play experience that we've had, that sometimes it intertwines where the in character and the out of character sort of mix together. Oh yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, like it or not, sometimes your real-life personality does cross over into your fantasy personality. And I think most of us do a pretty good job keeping that separated, but sometimes there is that issue. Well, not really an issue, but it, it does happen. I mean, the the other day, I remember that I I was kind of upset over something, and instead of kind of blowing it up, I, I turned it into an R RP where my character, <laughs> she ended up losing her original body and then becoming a Makote from an Elizin. Ooh, Fantasia. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> and instead of being upset, it was this, there's this dark thing inside of her that needs to be cleansed, and with Luna's past, and her old uh, significant other being a very strong white mage i played that into her becoming like into a new form like being reborn into a makote without that darkness inside of her very so interesting played that out yeah it, it was it was i mean i i think uh the handful of people that joined me on the journey had a lot of fun and were really excited for more role plays after that so Instead of channeling into saying, oh, I'm, I'm upset and I'm mad, I I made it into a story, which... Yeah, something something yeah. where everybody has fun. Yeah, you can make a story out of pretty much anything. Mm-hmm. With that in mind, then, if somebody were interested in joining, you know, an RPFC, like the role Hyperion, what would you say are some of the upsides and, and the downsides? But let's start with the good. What What good things come out of joining a roleplay free company. As opposed to being in a regular free company and then roleplaying on the side. Yeah. If you are joining a roleplaying free company, I can tell you this right now. Those pre-patch lulls, gone. They're gone. <laughs> <laughs> you don't get bored of the game if you have... Confirmed. Yeah. Roleplayers have more fun. We do. It's confirmed. <laughs> we really do. And... I, I hear other people saying, oh, I'm just bored with the game. I'm sick and tired of grinding tomes. I'm like, then do role-playing. 
I never literally get bored of this game now. I'm on it every single day, role-playing, having new adventures with people that I really enjoy and that actually interact with me. And finally, my character has a voice on, like, <laughs> going through the main storyline instead of just nodding and going, like, thumbsing up stuff. I, uh, I actually get to speak for her now. <laughs> I call that being the janitor of light. <laughs> <laughs> Oh gosh. Yeah, that you're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's just it's a it's a lot funner now for me ever since I started my role playing free company in LS and I I don't see the end to it anytime soon. Awesome. Awesome. So, we touched a little bit earlier on some of the negative ideas and stereotypes that can come from people outside the role play community mm -hmm. and you know i i just think these things are just so sad and misunderstood and and just not funny and they and they really get old and and i know i shouldn't let them bother me but they do because i'm so proud of what we do and what everybody not only that i role play with but that i follow on tumblr these are amazing creative people and I just think it's it's sort of sad. So I'm wondering what your opinion is or maybe your experience with having to deal with that sort of like these outsider haters who don't really get what RP is all about. Well, it's it is sad that people have this bad view on what role playing in a MMO is. They think it's only the ERP and the nitty-gritty and like the adult rated stuff which it, it it isn't i mean i came from a background where i play dungeon and dragons and this is this is so much better than dungeons and dragons because no math and no dice rolling i can't <laughs> yeah. fail at this <laughs> and <laughs> so i'd probably say to anyone who wanted to say that like role playing is nothing but ERP. I, why? Why close your mind off to something that? Why? Why close your mind off to this adventure that you could be having? And not to mention, this is great brain exercise. Like, I totally agree. This is great. This gets your mind going your mind just moving your mind thinking your mind imagining and it it has so many benefits it helps cure boredom it helps stimulate your mind and for me i've suffered with depression for a long time not to get very deep into it but it helps with my depression it helps me say I'm going to get up. I'm going to imagine this awesome thing today and I'm going to go do it with my best friends. That's so and great. It's just, there's so many good things to be on it. And don't get me wrong. Okay. I don't do it, but if you're into the ERP thing, good. Good for you. You, you do you, boo. Simple <laughs> as that. And if you're not, okay. You do you. I'm I'm very for people being comfortable with what they're doing, how they're doing it, as long as they are not hurting anyone doing it. But saying those mean, hurtful things, that, that bothers me. That's making snap judgments based off 
previous experiences that had nothing to do with me, which is not cool in my book. Yeah, I totally agree that there's a lot of psychological benefits to participating in role play, Mm -hmm. not just because of the, the creativity, but about the escapism and pretending to be someone else, someone different, maybe an idealized version of yourself or just someone who is closer to the true you than you feel like you can actually be in real life. Exactly. And I feel like Luna is more me than I am me, which is weird to say, but I I don't have to hold anything back on her. And it, it's it's a sense of freedom that I get. And now I have an example in my life so I can take the real me and strive towards luna so it's help it's helping me overall as a person too wow that is amazing to hear wow oh it is (laughs) all right now that we talked about the negative sides of the community what are some of the great things about the ff14 roleplay community well one you guys are here so that's Ah, pretty great (laughs) (laughs) uh and there's just, there's so many great things about it. I mean, like you said before, there's so many creative people. And then watching these creative people write these stories, draw these pictures, uh, like make these in-game and like not animated, but in-game movies based off little stories they want to tell. That it's amazing. And like, I could never do that. Like you mad respect from luna vox wow <laughs> and then these people who bring so much more to the community that they're in by hosting events and just getting people interested more in the game and it helps the game so much because it's these people who make the game fun for others basically outside of the actual gameplay itself and I think that's what makes people stay. Yeah. Within definitely. the game. Like they'll come for the raiding, they'll come for crafting, for leveling and things like that. But what keeps people in there is probably just the people. Yeah. If you don't have friendly people, are you really gonna make your game like a home? Exactly. In some ways. Exactly. I remember that I was talking about on the last episode we discussed why we still play this game, why we're still here. And for me, largely, it's the people that are involved in the MMO. And it's these people that I socialize with on a daily basis that keep me here. And role-playing is something new and exciting that we can all do together now in this universe that Square Enix has created for us. And that we have gone and expanded upon. Exactly. It's, it's, I believe you guys said it before, but it's our own little side story. Yeah. It's our behind the scenes sort of thing. It's a lot of fun and I wish people would give it more of a chance to be open with more role playing and be inviting into it. I mean, it's, it's not like what people assume at all. It's not just the ERP. It's so much more. Mm-hmm. Couldn't agree more. As a role player and as a podcaster, Phoenix Down is is a general 
Final Fantasy fourteen podcast. And so I'm wondering, how does the roleplay side of your playing experience tie into what you say when you're podcasting, or does it? Um, being very, very new to the roleplaying community, I mean, like I said, we're only just barely a month into starting this all. It hasn't really that much yet, but I have a feeling that it is going to grow into something more on the podcasting side at least and it i just keep on saying that it's a way to not be bored in the game it's a way to defeat the defeat the pre-patch lull or the post-patch lull or whatever and i i really like to get like my own segment on the show where i do talk about the role playing and like the stories that we've had that week or something like that um as far as if people are interested in that, I, I don't know. I haven't really asked. So if, if they are, by God, please let me know. <laughs> <laughs> I would be interested in it. That's one. Good. Is one um, enough? Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> well, I'd definitely be interested to know what the reception is from your listener base. Yeah. You know, because it helps us understand how big the community is, what the demand is and what they want to hear from us as content creators Mm -hmm. i know that i've spoken previously about streaming my dungeon and dragons group and i got interest in that so i'm wondering if those same people would be interested in hearing about the role-playing side in the community trying tying it more into final fantasy related i mean i can hope that they would (laughs) but Mm. maybe that is something that i should explore i mean D &D is the the prototypical role-playing game it's where all rpgs came from including final fantasy mm-hmm. <laughs> that's where i started my career healing yeah and all the characters have a story and they have their own history just as role players within final fantasy 14 do mm-hmm. it's just a little bit more structured because you have you do have those dice rolls like you said yep yeah but we've got eorzea we've got the rich story already being told around us and role players kind of fill in the gaps. They're in the in-betweens, in the deleted scenes. But they still fit into the larger landscape of the lore. Very, very cool. That they do. So as we wrap up our interview, are there any other shout-outs that you'd like to make? Just anybody who you think is important you want to say hi to? Um, Let's see. I want to say hi to everyone in Royal Hyperion and over in Luna's Lounge. I know they're probably gonna eventually listen to this and be like gosh luna i i don't know i i hope they don't give me guff but they had no idea how much you loved us right i just love (laughs) you guys i love you guys for being there and being into role playing so huge shout out to them huge shout out to phoenix down radio everyone back at the podcast uh klaus nightbringer sertimono and seomeo you guys are cool for putting up with my role playing they, they shouldn't just put up with it. They should embrace it. <laughs> yeah, embrace it, you guys. Stop giving me guff about it. Jeesh. <laughs> uh, but uh, other than that, big shout out to Musecast. You know? Hello. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's us. Yes, it is. These, <laughs> these awesome people who are bringing a new light to the podcasting community and the Final Fantasy community, which is amazing. And oh, my goodness. I. 
so much mad respect. We're doing the hug emote right we now. We are. Aww. We're hug standing you <laughs> from the hug. <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, oh my goodness. I could keep on going with shout outs and shout outs. I mean, Moogle Go Round Radio, our sister UK podcast for Phoenix Down. Uh, she heals, I tank. You guys are amazing. And thank you for some delicious damn drinks. Gather Together is freaking amazing. I, I have so many people I want to give shout outs to. And if if I forget someone, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. There's just so many people. Shout out to everybody who Luna forgot that she still wants to yeah. send shout outs to. Shout out to yep. you, person. You, yeah, you. You listening awesome. right now. <laughs> Hello. So yeah, I love you all. That's that's it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, at the end of every episode, <laughs> we like to give a story, in character or out of character, that happened in game around the past week we like to do most of the time. So, if you would, Luna, could you maybe tell us about something that happened to you recently? <laughs> maybe we should go first to get her an idea of the format okay that means i volunteered yes, right? that means you volunteered <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right here's remix's story of the two past two weeks not of the week but of the two weeks <laughs> all right so one of the things that i do in between patches not only role play not only crafting and gathering but one of the reasons why I'm still not even close to bored with this game is that I'm so into the story and lore and into the role-playing aspect that I have felt the need to create multiple alts. Now, people might be wondering why would I put myself through the same grind four times. Now, I haven't finished all four. <laughs> I'm still working on it's it. It's time-consuming. But- yeah, it, it is. But mostly the main scenario. It's just that main scenario. Even though, ironically, it's like the main scenario is what I'm mostly replaying it for. It just, it just takes so long. So think of the old console games that you used to play on the SNES, on the PlayStation 1, the single player ones. You would replay those over and over to experience the story again, even though you had to level grind again. So I don't think that this game, with how much I love the story, should be any different. And you definitely notice things, more things, the second third time around that you didn't notice you know it's in a way it's like rereading your favorite books over and over so that's one reason why i do it and the other is being of the role play side of things it feels strange to me to do all jobs on one character now my main who is a male makote mage named natsuki he's always been a little bit of a soft guy, very, very friendly, very cheerful and smiley. And he has all the magic jobs. And I just don't see him tanking. I just don't see him being a dragoon and stabbing things or even a machinist. I actually tried to play machinist. I went to unlock the job because I was like, no, you're just being silly. And then and then like the first time I saw him with a, with like a gun, I was like, this isn't him. Like, I'm not doing this. Screw this. But I still want to play that job. Right. Like, I still want to have that different experience. So I'm like, well. I guess I'll do that on my Mrovib alt, you know, one day when I get her to Heavensward. And on Gilgamesh, I have two characters. Um, I have him and I have an alt who's named Remix Sakura. I also have one who is male and one who's female, which is like 
it actually feels different. It's a different experience because I'm always putting myself in the head of the character. You know, that's what I naturally do. And she is much more tough and brawny and is a Highlander. And she has like Dragoon and Warrior and Monk. And that's just her personality. But she would never be a mage either. You know, it's like they're different people. Mm -hmm. And even though it'll cost me a few things, like I can never be a mentor because I won't have like all the roles on one job. That's what feels right to me. That's what I actually have, have fun doing, like going through the game from different perspectives of different characters. So one of the quirkier things that happens when you replay a game through the second or third time, especially if you've grown to love the character in the story so much more over time as I had, I honestly, on my first playthrough, I always say like up until 2.55, like I was actually not that into the story. I wasn't, you know, I it was interesting, but I was not emotionally attached. You know, it took like, a sort of a painful experience to make me realize that I actually care about these characters <laughs> a lot, you know? <laughs> and so I'm seeing it so totally different lenses now when I replay the main scenario again. And one of the things that's, that's different is that I now have more attachments and liking for characters. So at certain points in the main scenario, you can see some of our favorite heroes basically as um, selectable NPCs on the field. It doesn't happen that often because they're usually kind of busy and, and inaccessible. But when you do find them as, as like out on the field during a certain main scenario, guess what? You can throw emotes at them. <laughs> like, like if you're meant to talk to a character to continue the main story, you have to right click on them to talk to them. But if you left click on them, you just select them and nothing else happens. So, so I've done a couple of uh, screenshot collections. For for example, when I had my Morovib alt, who of course started in Limsa, met like her in-game self, like that was a total screenshot party. I spent like an hour doing like every emote, every pose. <laughs> oh, that's the same. Well, not the same, but whenever like the 50 culinarian quest. Yeah. When I had to serve things to Nanamo as Nanamo. <laughs> <laughs> I took a couple of pictures of that. Just the two of them being in the same room. Unfortunately. Yeah. Well, no, she has shown up. No, she hasn't. No, she hasn't. I lied. She has not shown up as a selectable Lalira NPC. has shown up. Lalira has shown up, and I have taken a couple of pictures with her. But Nanamo herself has never shown up as a selectable character. Anyways, I've we've digressed. Go on. Yeah. <laughs> Well, the, <laughs> the conclusion to my story is this morning I made a video, which is like five minutes of my character remix, like spamming emotes at Raubon. <laughs> and it was so much fun. And I'm like, wow, this is so silly and dumb. And I'm just like, you know, he's one of my favorite characters. So why wouldn't I do this? And I'm like, this is like file this under like shit role players do, you know? <laughs> what was your favorite one? Your uh, favorite emote to do? Hmm. I got to be honest. It was the Neil emote. Mm hmm. Because I was like, she could probably see up his skirt. Oh, my God. <laughs> Why? Why? You, you asked me and I told you. <laughs> well, I guess we know now. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And I didn't realize that was going to happen until I saw the animation. And I was like, yeah, that, that's kind of low. <laughs> Literally. Oh. <sighs> 
That's way too funny. Uh. <laughs> Random Highlander kneels down to see up his skirt. Yeah, he's got shorts under there, though. Well, darn. I think he knows. <laughs> he knows. He knows. He has too many fangirls. Mm-hmm. Well, he fanboys. does. Yeah, he really that does. That Lollafell in Drybone. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, mm-hmm. Jesus. Do you remember that? There's a, uh, there's <laughs> oh my a God. Lollafell. I'm going to put this in here just for people who are curious. Emmy, There's a Lollafell Emmy, we t- asleep. We, we told iTunes that we were not explicit content. <laughs> Well, I'll say this. I'll make it. I'll make it tasteful in the, in the presentation here. So there's a lala fell asleep in Camp Drybone, and he is asleep, and he is uh, fantasizing about Ravon. And that's all I'll say. I won't say what exactly he says, it. but yeah. Now you know. Yeah. In case you oh ever goodness. make a stop in Drybone. Yeah, there. well, I know where I'm going next. <laughs> Camp Drybone has like three different like lewd NPCs. I don't know why, they just all go there. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my story. Yeah, my story. Um, let me think. Oh, yes, so the story that I will tell you about is we were on She Heals I Tank recently. And in an interview there, I did mention that I raid. And so I recently joined a raid group that raids on the weekends. And we are currently doing A7 Savage, which... I believe is the well it's a fight where you fight quick thinks all thoughts and it's the fight with like a bunch of like balls rolling around and like spiked floor and a cat running around turning into a heart that Mm -hmm. that fight huge balls yes (laughs) you have to avoid them run away from them anyway so during this particular night we realized that our monk had used a Fantasia, and he's one of my one of my very good friends. And he went from a female Rogadin to a male Rogadin. And the moment that we realized this, it kind of turned into a just playful banter about which race was the best row. So male Lala is the best row, male Row is best row, female Row best row, <laughs> things like that. And somehow. The line came up. One of the people in our group said, well, you know how the song goes, row, row, row your boat. Which I then took (laughs) the opportunity to exploit and followed it up with gently down the stream. Merrily, 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 killed by Sizzlebeam. So that's my my little story. It's not very long, but figured it might be a somewhat entertaining song to share with you guys. Lulls were had. Very... Oh my goodness! I, I I guess my story. I've it. It all kind of centers around this week's event with Moonfire Fair, but those poses, my goodness, those have brought so much joy to me in ways I never thought possible. So I, <laughs> first off, with the Moonfire Fair, you get that fairy cage now and maining a scholar. Oh my gosh! So many stories happen. <laughs> I actually. I actually ended up making a little comic strip where I put Celine right next to the fairy cage and I, I kind of played the Silence of the Lambs and I said, oh gosh, how did it even go? Like, Celine gets in the cage or else she gets the book again. Oh no! <laughs> and oh I just, no! 
I I I gave Salim this kind of like like this very gangsterish like ah uh, heck no or kind of personality. <laughs> And it, it was just, it, it played too well in the comic, and oh gosh. And then I got a bunch of friends together after that, later that night, and we got our our uh, power-posing ranger gear on, and we ran literally around Costa, like, randomly posing in front of people, and we were all different colors of the rainbow, and it <laughs> I laughed way too hard at doing that. That's so cool. Oh. Have you heard of people doing like transformation macros with those poses? Yes, I haven't seen one yet. Um, a friend of mine, Ellie, actually has this really funny macro where it looks like she's just literally karate chopping everything. Oh my gosh! <laughs> and so, because of that, I like we were sitting in Discord, and so I like throw up the slap chop commercial, <laughs> <laughs> and. No, that's just known as her slap chopping everything. And wow. it's just, it's way too funny. Definitely sounds like something we would do. <laughs> oh, wait, I've actually been spamming the yellow ranger pose. Just make sure that you turn off like the notification. But I've, there have been people just spamming yellow ranger and it seems like they're just swatting away at flies. Yep. Yep. I think that's what she's doing. But it just, with her, it, it just looks like she's like, karate chopping everything and it, it's way too freaking funny yeah that's the right. whole entire event is just those poses gold. are great those poses are are really cool yeah definitely i'm still grinding out my stupid tokens <laughs> oh for like the poses what? and things yeah i'm curious uh what's that um i, I don't want to give it away in case you haven't done it but the uh who let the bombs out quest oh no, oh, no yeah. I, i've done i've done the whole thing oh, i just need okay. more I, tokens okay yeah uh what is that like on your guys' server it's a mess it is a it's giant difficult. mess right now oh my goodness is yeah, you better it, do it, it like in an off-peak playtime yeah that's what it sounds like for everyone that's just a giant mess and that you gotta wait until like when no one else is on to do it. Otherwise, you're not doing it. Yeah, the only way that I think people have found that you can get it somewhat, like, quickly is if you use some sort of AoE attack. So, for example, the way that I did it was I just flash everything. Or I've seen bards just playing foes. Um, or, yeah, those are, those are the big ones. Flashing and foes hmm. have been fairly effective at initially grabbing those enemies interesting but it's been tough it's been really tough for a lot of people um because people will end up either killing the enemies or they just won't be able to claim it because everybody's trying to claim the enemies yeah it, and it sucks because as far as i've seen it's one per person that can claim it and then it's gone and <sighs> yeah it's just tough all around. It's hard for everyone in New York yeah, to get the bombs now. It's even tough to get credit for the fate sometimes. Oh my gosh, that fate. People just yeah. huddle in like these giant circles and spam the attack. <laughs> even even when the yeah. fate isn't going, it's really funny to see. It It really is. I found with the fate that it's just better to stay in one spot and then just spam the emote as much as you possibly can and then 
hope that you get cold on it. <laughs> yep. That seems like the general consensus from what I've heard. So it seems like we've all had a lot of really fun adventures in Eorzea. Definitely, and here's hoping to more. Yep. <laughs> so with all that said, this concludes today's episode of MuseCast 14. Please be sure to subscribe, share, and follow on all of our different social media outlets. We Which are, Emmy has memorized now, right? <laughs> I have. You know, we you can listen to us on iTunes and Stitcher. And we also have a Tumblr, a Facebook, and a Twitter. Our website is hosted on Tumblr, and it is MuseCast14, which is typed out as MuseCastXIV.com. You can look up MuseCast14, spelled the same way as the website, on Facebook and on Twitter. Our tag is at MuseCastXIV as well. And we, of course, also have Patreon, where, among other things, you can help support us and gain access to episodes before they actually are released and get bonus content which is just all the stuff that we wanted to talk about but did not have enough time to really get to in the main episode so that's always really cool and that is exclusive to patrons it is now i have not memorized the url to that but i'm gonna take a guess <laughs> i'm it's... really hoping here it's <laughs> patreon.com slash musecast xiv you got it yes <laughs> <laughs> And exciting developments, too. I didn't know that there were so many podcast stores out there. I thought iTunes was just it. But once I found out that Google Play was somewhere that we could be, I just put us on there, too. Oh, we're doing so, hey, that, Google, too, now. Google Play. Very cool. <laughs> Look up Musecast 14 on there, too. Yeah, you've got more ways than ever to listen any way that's convenient for you. So many ways. How do I choose? So many ways. <laughs> yeah, on the web, on your phone. You'll never be without us by your side. Never. We are stalking you. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And thanks so much to Luna Vox. You can come find her on Tumblr at... You can find me on Tumblr at... I, I don't even have my own URL at, at like, memorized. Don't worry. Don't worry. It's not just... <laughs> it is Luna Vox FFXIV. All one big long word. .tumblr.com. Yes. .tumblr.com. And you can find her, of course, on the Hyperion server. And where else can people contact you? You can also find me over on Twitter at Luna underscore Vox. Same on Twitch, Luna underscore Vox. And where else can you find me? That's pretty much it. Phoenix Down Radio. Phoenix Down Radio. Phoenix Down Radio, too. That's right. <laughs> they can hear you there. <laughs> Don't forget that. You guys can hear me over at Phoenix Down Radio. Go to www.phoenixdownradio.com and you can find all our information that you need to know about us there. Very cool. Sweet. Thank you again. We wish you, Luna, happy adventuring and you too, adventurers. Yep. See you next time. <laughs> <laughs>